0: There are a lot of effects of mindfulness, and, and when we do our exercise together, you'll, you'll see. But I just thought, just for, to close out this section, I thought, let's, let's name specifically some things. So this, this I could have, we could make an entirely different list, but I just did this. So one thing is increased body awareness. And research shows this. Almost everybody, and you saw, when we were doing the breath a moment ago, I was asking you to really feel that belly. And then even feel other places where you could feel subtle movement of, of breathing. So you were experiencing increased body awareness probably in those moments that you were able to do that. If you do it on a, on a regular basis, you you have a generalized sort of um, increased body awareness as a baseline. And as a physician, I I firmly believe that is good for health. Different reasons for that. Relaxation is not the goal of mindfulness practice. It is one of the greatest side effects, Um, and you don't have to be relaxed to do mindfulness. In fact, that's part of the the power of mindfulness. You can bring it to your anxious state, your your chronic painful state, your anger, your your frustration, whatever is troubling you, and maybe isn't very relaxing. You can still bring mindfulness to that. Um, You know, some patients. The body can't relax. You know, There's a, there's a devi- surgical device implanted or there, whatever. And um, so mindfulness, remember, is awareness. And you can be aware of nice, relaxed, wonderful things. And you can be aware of tight, difficult things as well. But generally speaking, when you look at the research on the autonomic nervous system, the more meditation that's done, generally, the more parasympathetic tone you get. And so, so over time, people feel more relaxed. You can feel more relaxed right in a, in a part, like maybe when we did the breathing. You might I saw a couple of heads get very relaxed, actually. Um, so, so you can get relaxed just with a single meditation session. But I'm talking more about over time. Because in any individual session, you might not be relaxed. And that's not wrong. That's nothing abnormal. This is probably the most significant thing. Decreased psychological distress. And there, I could have listed a dozen mechanisms of how that. I just chose these two. But, um, this is what this practice was designed for. It, its stated purpose is to reduce suffering. So there's many different ways that it does that. One is, um, and I'm, I'll, be, I'll, I'll think now of like, patients that come to our mindfulness program, um, they, some of them have really significant medical issues, surgical issues, psychiatric issues. And so the thoughts, and remember, they're happening out of our control, right? They're, so. It's not like you really are choosing what you to think about. Your your thoughts come unbidden. Um, if you have to, th- this is especially clear, I think, with anxiety disorders. If your mind, if you have anxiety disorder, and your mind is putting out an anxious thought every twenty seconds. You will probably, without, if you're not being conscious, you'll you'll default to uh, chasing down every single thought. Oh yeah, did I leave the stove on or? Oh, I, I hope my son's going to be okay, this and that, um, or every, every thought, and then you follow it with another thought, and you try to reach some kind of resolution to relieve the anxiety. Um, what if you could just notice that, oh, there's another anxious thought. I don't have to, I don't, there's a great bumper sticker, don't believe everything you think. Um, so, so these thoughts come up, and what if you, at least during a meditation period, if not if not in your day-to-day life, what if you just uh, just, no, just named it? Oh, there's an anxious thought. You don't have to chase it down. You don't have to go figure it out and fix it. You just notice, oh, there's an anxious thought. Oh, that's my mind, and my mind has that habit, anxious thought. Um, the, the other way, so we have a lot of people with chronic pain for which this is really useful. In fact, most of the early research for mindfulness was on uh, chronic pain. Uncoupling the pain from all the cognitive and emotive um, associations that we have relieves uh, usually about 50% of the suffering right off the bat, even without diminishing the pain, the actual physical pain.